0: This is Bill Pop from SAL640 for our Assignment 3 podcast on an HR topic that interests us. For this podcast, I chose to talk about the hiring process. Dr. Mullins mentioned the hiring process in his lecture this week, and it made me think of this as an area I really have a lot of experience in, so let me share some of that information I've gained over the years. Before I get into the process, I think it is critical to first decide if you will do uh, internal search, like we do here at RU, or do an external search and use an external search firm. Some of the bigger positions on campus, like president, vice president, provost, maybe even athletic director, could be looked at at an external search firm. But know that you will um, pay a premium for that, and sometimes you lose that community, small college feel to the hiring process if you go that route. We've pretty much lived in the internal search process here. So now let's get into the process, the internal process. And first let me hit on an article that I read from uh, George Raveling, who's a pretty famous basketball coach, NCAA. He has a website and he talked about the hiring process in college athletics. And he kind of broke it down into three different uh, pieces. A uh, press conference hire, which makes an AD look good. A pressure hire, which means that that person is kind of forced into the position, maybe by uh, other, other entities on campus. Or a convenience hire, an easy hire, which is convenient to move into the uh, to position. Um, maybe it's just the most simple action that you could take. And those are interesting breakdowns into into a hiring process by him. I don't necessarily agree with all of those. I think there's many of other other factors and other types of hires you make. But but for him, that probably has a Division One feel to it, uh, and 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 really is probably what he has witnessed over his time. Uh, also saw an article from Northwestern. Uh, I'm sorry, Northeastern University's Master of Business Administration, uh, best practices for hiring new employees guide. This was a really interesting article, and it'll it'll lead into um, kind of my next thing. Uh, define the position clearly. Um, make sure you're using HR uh, and coworkers, and make sure you get a detailed job description. Uh, promote the job. Use all your avenues that are available to you. Uh, treat candidates like customers. Um, you want them to to be like uh, like you would treat anybody you're uh, working with uh, your your students your student athletes all those folks uh, and don't go with your gut which is the one that I may not agree with most because I, I I ultimately feel like maybe my gut has some good purpose in the hire maybe my feeling should be should be part of the process I think we've had success with that before so again back to the internal process uh, have a great job description uh, make sure it's known what expectations are for the job. Uh, and for the position and make sure you could share this document or these, uh, these pieces of information uh, with your hiring committee. Um, it kind of goes back to um, define the position clearly from the from the Northeastern article. Um, form a committee. Uh, this is critical. It uh, should include someone from each of the touch points that this position may have. Uh, so for a coach, you're looking at uh, a financial aid counselor, admissions counselor, housing, student affairs, faculty, uh, maybe a student athlete or two. Um, anybody that the person might have regular dealings with um, is critical to get that involvement. Uh, Ohio University's uh, Master of Athletic Administration article, uh, Effective Practices for Hiring Athletic Coaches, was really cool. And these two, there's two things I pulled out of it that I thought were critical to, to what we're talking about with forming committee. Uh, it's important to make sure the decision is made by a well-chosen group of people that can offer perspective and counsel. And then more uh, important that simply forming a search committee to appease due process. Uh, It's in essence saying don't just form a committee to appease the due process. However, make sure that all stakeholders in the coaching position are represented. There it is. So that's making sure all those touch points are covered. Um, Post the job. Uh, This is huge. Uh, HR will post internally here at Reinhardt for two weeks, but we also find outside places to use. Um, In this case, we use NAI Job Board, NCAA Marketplace, um, and I promise you those two areas right there will generate plenty of candidates for you. It goes back to the the, the Northeastern University article one more time. It says promote your job. Use all avenues to advertise the position, including print media, online portals, and job boards, and social media. Also read in uh, Athletic Assessments, Interesting piece, six top factors for successful recruitment in sport management. And so I broke a couple of those out um, that were tied directly to, um, to this uh, posting the job part. Uh, find the right candidates for the available positions. Uh, is essential to achieving a successful outcome. Partner with top recruitment advisors who have strong networks and develop your own talent pool to draw from. You can cultivate relationships with potential applicants well before you need them when recruiting. The more quality candidates you have, the more successful you're likely to be. And again, I think I've heard often that, you know, you should almost have a, a list in your mind all the time of of maybe who's next up on the line for, for your coaching positions or, or, you know, for any position uh, in that matter, so... Well, now we're in the time where you need to wait for your apps to come in. It's usually a couple weeks to get enough apps. And this is where I I think after you you get the application pool, this is where you have to make some decisions. Um, I think you have a couple choices when you review apps. First, you can have the chair review the apps. Um, I think this is positive when you have a ton. Uh, In in Reinhardt's case here, when I've hired some coaches, football, I had 200 apps. Men's and women's basketball, had hundreds of apps. Baseball, I had 150 apps. I took the time to go through those and make sure I got that group down to a smaller group for the committee to to review, maybe twenty five or thirty. Um, but on the other side of that, if you have a smaller uh, candidate pool, you can use your committee just to go and review those apps and try to try to bring that down to the to the workable group. I think narrowing uh, your candidates to ten or twelve, or if your smaller pool, maybe five or eight, um, and that's when you'd head into your Skype calls, your phone calls. Uh, any of your, your, your technical um, social media platform kind of places that you would go right now. Right now, I think it's Teams and Zoom and different things like that. So um, following that, you would, you would uh, with that same group of people, you would call their references. Um, it's important, as Dr. Mullins mentioned in the lecture, uh, most people are going to give good references on their list. Um, you may want to use all resources you have. Call off-reference off refer, off if you can and, and find out what else you can about this person. Um, and then it's time to narrow your contacts again. Um, time to get to the top three so you can um, conduct more thorough interviews on campus face-to-face, uh, or in this case, um, again, back to the social media piece or uh, those social platforms uh, like Teams and Facebook and Zoom. I think we're going to see a lot more of that uh, in the times that we're in right now as we look at potential candidates for jobs. And we're lucky in these times to have that much virtual um, process available to us. Um, I think at this point, the committee recommends their top choice to the to the chair. The chair then would proceed to take that to, uh, to the CEO, the president, whoever that might be that makes that final decision. Um, I usually ask the committee to rank um, at least three, so you have a fallback if if, if something happens and your number one candidate doesn't take the job. One, one A, one, two, three. You could do it in a couple different ways. We also need to call all the candidates in the group. I think this is something that was really important to Dr. Mullins in the lecture. Um, he talked about following up with everybody, and especially the group that made it to your your top ten or twelve or five or eight, whichever whichever number you end up with. Um, so you can so you can offer them, you know opportunity to, to ask you questions or, 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 or give them a reason why you went the direction you went and on this call I usually get uh, this question all the time and it's it's the number one question i get uh, almost every time I, I i call a candidate that wasn't offered the job and what could what could I do to be better in the future and there are a few re, uh, re referring to uh, on paper or you know what could they've done in the interview process that would have helped them so found an ncaa.org article, uh, which is uh, really interesting. Best hiring practices in the NCAA. Let me run through this real quick, and it'll kind of back up all that, that I just said. Uh, it starts with instructions to the search committee. Leadership provide a checklist of tasks to be done, a timeline to be followed. Uh, checklist minimum should include the following items. Search committee, job description review and update, advertise in appropriate venues, set deadlines. I didn't talk about that. Uh, review of the candidate pool. Uh, review of application using the guidelines adopted by the search committee, uh, discussion of the candidates, evaluations, um, selection of top 10 candidates, selection of top five candidates, background checks, invitations for interviews, arrangements for interviews, interviews, uh, search committee review of interviews, uh, written evaluations to the hiring official, notice of selection, notice to other candidates not hired, thank you to the committee and others involved. So I think that kind of backs up everything that I just said. One thing that I didn't mention is we do uh, we do set um, uh, the tone for written evaluations from the committee. We ask them to write down so we have a record uh, of what the, the evaluations look like. Uh, and then we go uh, into onboarding with HR and the process is complete. And we thank the committee and move forward just like uh, just like we talked about. Um, my articles that I use today, again, let me just give you a reminder. Ohio University Master of Athletic Administration, Effective Practices for Hiring Athletic Coaches. Um NCAA.org, Best Hiring Practices in the NCAA. Uh, CoachGeorgeRaveling.com The Hiring Process in College Athletics. Uh, AthleteAssessments.com, Six Top Factors for Successful Recruitment in Sport Management. Uh, Online Business, Northeastern University's Master of Business Administration, Best Practices for Hiring New Employees Guide. That's what I use today as uh, sources and Uh, as well as Dr. Mullen's lecture. So appreciate everybody listening. Thanks.